Eric Kane, Ben McKee, Austin Price, and Brent Hubs here on a little mini podcast following the Music City Bowl. Tennessee Falls uh, to Purdue. Final score 48 to 45 in overtime. Guys, it was a game that experienced 21 first quarter points for Tennessee, and then you had 28 the rest of the way, including overtime. A game that had over 1,200 yards combined to total offense, 11 touchdowns, a couple of field goals. This game had a little bit of everything, but Brandon came down there to the final possession in overtime. Well, but it's it's how you got there. I mean, it's the fact that Tennessee couldn't get into field goal range uh, and finish the game in regulation when uh, the belittled defense, which had given up so many yards, gave Tennessee the ball back uh, after a penalty near midfield. They needed about 30 yards to get in field goal range, and they couldn't get in field goal range. you got to look at the second quarter, which was a debacle for Tennessee. Everybody's going to focus on overtime and particularly the officiating in overtime. And I get that. I'm not saying we're not going to discuss it. I'm not saying it's a valid point. But there are a whole lot of things that happen uh, in the process of getting to overtime that, that Tennessee is going to look back on, Ben, and, and I think they're going to see this and go, man, we left a whole lot out there. and We, we missed a lot of golden opportunities. Absolutely. Offensively, defensively. I mean, offensively, Hendon Hooker and the receivers left several touchdowns out on the field, and uh, some were aided by – some some pulling and grabbing that maybe the refs missed, uh, particularly at the end with Cedric Tillman. But uh, Valus Jones and Hendon couldn't connect early in the game. Uh, Peyton and Hooker couldn't connect twice in the first half. Uh, there were Hooker and Tillman again late in the game. I mean, just a lot of opportunities left on the field. And then defensively, I mean, the the touchdown midway through the fourth quarter, I guess it was, or the, the one where – Tennessee couldn't tackle the guy that tied in down the sideline. I mean, McCullough and somebody else just gave up. Yeah, Aaron Beasley tries to rip the ball out and then yeah. he stops. It was just stupid things like that all night long. Tennessee really kicked itself in the butt this this evening. Yeah, I, it was it was a calamity of errors from the jump. Uh, you know, Tennessee, you know, offensively did what they needed to do, even though they, you know, didn't play great football throughout. I mean, Hendon Hooker afterwards admittedly said, you know, I just played okay, and that was a good way to describe it, but he still played good enough to win. Yeah. Tennessee's defense, on the other hand, just uh, was not good enough. It, the, the speed at safety reared its ugly head again. The loss of Elante Taylor or the lack of Elante Taylor um, due to opt-out, you know, reared its, its head. Um, Tennessee's not great at corner. Brandon Turnage having a procedure done in December and missing this bowl game. Uh, you know, put uh, you know Deshaun Rucker on display tonight, and clearly he wasn't ready. That's not to say he can't be ready next year, but you know he wasn't ready tonight, and they picked on him early after uh, Kamal Haddon went out with a shoulder dislocation. But, but Eric, we talked about this in, in the off season as well. I don't disagree with anything Austin said, but we also talked about this coming into the year. We thought there were going to be games where it was the defense was going to try to hold on for for dear life. Mm-hmm. And the offense was going to have to go outscore somebody to win it, and that yep. was this game. They had a, they had a couple of games like that this year. Kentucky, yep. that they were able to do it, and then tonight was that game. And Tennessee couldn't get what they needed to get done right at the end. No, you're right. And uh, I thought we'd have a couple more games like this this year. Towards the end of the season, we kind of did. You mentioned Kentucky. That game is uh, very familiar, but that was the this game had every every bit of that because the Tennessee jumped out to a 21 to seven lead, in control of the entire game, lost all momentum. Gave up the lead right before halftime and then kind of was playing you know, back and forth the rest of the way. Something that I noticed, Ben, in this game, and we already touched on a little bit with cornerback, Noah Lante Taylor in this game. Warren Burrell, we spoke on how he's been being picked on throughout the rest of the season. But Deshaun Walker was on display. That right tackle, Dane Davis and Jeremiah Crawford, at times a 
huge liability in this game. I think Tennessee missed the two players that didn't play today, Cade Mays and uh, Alante Taylor. Yeah, and Alante Taylor's stock skyrocketed <laughs> for me today. I mean, he NFL draft scouts need to put on this film and, and watch how much Tennessee missed him. His teammates may have made him some money, but I, I think Cade Mays' offensive line teammates made him some money as well. I mean, Hendon Hooker has the, the strip sack. Well, it wasn't really a sack, but the ball gets knocked out of his hand before the half because I think it was Dane Davis got, got beat off the edge there, and that was a huge, huge, huge swing in the game. I mean, if that doesn't happen, then Tennessee probably wins this game because Purdue doesn't score a touchdown right there before halftime, and there were other instances in which Hendon Hooker couldn't step into his throws uh, and, and forced some inaccurate passes. and One was uh, a touchdown that Tillman came back and got, actually. Yes, and there's another one where Jalen Hyatt had his man beat on a post route, had the mm-hmm. safety beat, and, and it would have been a walk-in touchdown, but the ball gets tipped and, and Hooker's not able to make that throw. So I, I agree with you. Right tackle really hampered Tennessee tonight. I, I, I just think the, the end result here, and Josh Heibel kind of hit on this after the game, it's you're not disappointed in the effort, you're not disappointed in the preparation, you're disappointed in the outcome tonight because it was a game Tennessee had, and... It just kind of leaves a sour taste in the mouth, you know, heading into spring ball. It does. I mean, again, does it determine what Tennessee does next year as a team? No. But I think more than anything tonight highlighted their deficiencies that they're going to have to uh, figure out sooner rather than later. It's great you got Hendon Hooker coming back. That ultimately is, the, the you know, mm-hmm. as big a thing as you can ever describe. Uh, Cedric Tillman the same, Jerome Carvin. But they've got to figure out who can be the right tackle. They've got to figure out multiple guys in the secondary. This isn't a one-person problem. Um, and really, you know, Warren Burrell, you know, wasn't picked on until the last few games. You know, I mean, like, he didn't just start sticking out like a sore thumb until yeah. November. And then all of a sudden, he was sticking out big time. And so, um, you know, he had a rough night tonight. He had a really rough night tonight. And, and this is one that, like, when you're a corner and you want to just have that snap and clear mentality they all talk about, it's hard because that, <laughs> how, do you, how do you clear that? Yeah, yeah and he's going he's gonna to have to be more physical. I mean, because he gets thrown around some when it gets physical, and then there are other times where he doesn't know how to use his physicality because – it's such an effort and strain for him to be physical. He ends up tackling somebody or ends up getting an interference call. I, I thought one of those was a really tough call on him. I, I thought that was a, a bad call. Uh, but but other than that, I mean, he, he had a tough night. And listen, give give Jeff Brom credit as a mm-hmm. play caller tonight. He attacked immediately Austin. when Rucker went in the game. Oh, yeah. He immediately went right. out. Well, I thought it was a great play call because he rolled everybody and it brought it rolled the quarterback, which brought the safeties up, yeah. and then they just hit him on that backside yeah. post and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and so they 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 then they attacked, and and that's the, the secondary has been a concern um, because of the foot speed at safety, mm-hmm. um, and and you know they, they got I mean they gave up six hundred yards passing tonight, five hundred thirty four yards passing tonight. That's a bad night at the office. To sprinkle a little positivity in from the secondary, I thought Kamal hadn't played pretty well. It's, I, it's, I, I thought he played pretty well. Maybe my opinion will change when I go back and, and watch the game, but just watching it live, I, I thought he played pretty well. And it's unfortunate for Tennessee that he wasn't able to stay in there. It seemed like the shoulder or, or something kept uh, dislocating and he had to keep coming out. And, and that I thought that was a big loss within the game that he couldn't remain in there because I did think he was playing fairly well. He was definitely Tennessee's best DB tonight, him and, him and Theo Jackson. Brent, big picture here, and I know it's reinforcements. I, I get all that, but I mean Tennessee's defense gave up almost 700, 700 yards total offense, allowed o- O'Connor to throw for over five hundred thirty yards. How do you fix that? How do you make it considerably better for the twenty twenty two season? Uh, well, I, first of all, credit Purdue's 
um, offensive line because I thought they did a good job handling Tennessee's blitzes. I didn't think Tennessee uh, got home enough with the blitz. I think the biggest the areas of growth are obviously going to be in the secondary, and that you got to have help up front to grow in the secondary too. You know, Tennessee's got to have somebody besides Byron Young who can get home from time to time. Uh, they need more pass rush where you don't have to bring extra bodies, and um, they're, they're going to have to get get better in the back end. And part of that is going to be player development, Austin. The other part of that is you got to look at the transfer portal. I, I think clearly, cornerback, based on what happened tonight, you, you got to feel like cornerback is, is a is a real priority for you in the, in the transfer. There's portal. a reason Tennessee wanted those two JUCO DBs yep. so badly. Um, I mean, uh, when you look at the stats hubs, 26 completions for O'Connell. For 534 yards, that's 20 yards of completion. That's, whoa. I mean, whoa. I mean, man. I mean, like, if that doesn't stick out like a sore thumb for your secondary, I I, I just, you hate to say it, but, like, actually, I'm not going to say it. Because it just doesn't, it's, it's, what I'm going to say was not nice, and I'm going to, for the, for the first time, I'm going to not, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to abstain. But, like, Tennessee's just got to have a whole, a whole different looking secondary next year. It's as simple as that. All right, last thing, this can be for either, any of you guys. Um, kind of tied bow on what the season was. Year one, Josh Heupel could have ended eight and five in seven, six. Hold on. By, by the way, Jamari Small ran for 180 yards I just saw tonight. That, yeah. Holy shit! He had that long run at the end that really boosted his stats. Well, and and that again, you know, the thing for Jabari is J- Jabari has got to stay healthy. He does. Okay. Now, and, don't and, you think it's one of those things though where he, he just he was never going to be healthy until he gets to the off season? Well, he had 30 days to get right, and, and and I don't think the injury tonight, why he couldn't play in the fourth quarter, had anything or in overtime had anything to do with a shoulder deal. I mean, he's got to be more durable. It looked he like lipped he off. Little, it looked like he had a hip yeah. corner or something with his hip when he left. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> he is clearly, for now, and we'll see what happens when Justin Williams comes in and some of these other guys, he's clearly Tennessee's best back. And he close. And it's not close. Yeah. Now, Jalen Wright can do some things, but he's not physical enough. Jalen Wright's got to have a great offseason in the weight room. A terrific offseason. Now I'll say this about Wright. Remember, he missed basically two years of football with with, mm-hmm. with having his senior year, and he, so. got, and he, he got, got better from game one to now. He, he a did, lot and, and I, I thought in overtime, I did not like the play call to throw the football from the from the two or three yard line. I, I thought that was yeah, that was that just made no sense, especially well, when you'd run it the whole way down there. Yeah. Now, if you want to roll out and give him an option, give Hooker an option where he can turn it and run, I'm, I'm good with that, yeah. but. I don't like a drop back there because I, I don't see what the advantage of throwing a two-yard touchdown route is. Well, I think that's, and this is a separate conversation, but I think that's maybe the problem with only a, a handful of plays in the playbook. Maybe I'm, maybe they have more plays than, than it appears, but I mean, down there in the red zone, I mean, it's, it seems it's a simple handoff or a throw to Cedric Tillman all the time. Sure, no they're on the field. Short yardage situation. It's always run up the middle. It has been all year long. Yes, and they got stopped several times yeah. today because and everybody I, in the but, building but knows what's coming. I didn't like when they went to the bunch stuff because you knew clearly what everybody they were runs do. in. You know what they're going to do. Yeah, I like to stack if you're the box. Run, spread it out. Yeah, but but my thing down there is I'm okay if you line up and run it. Everybody knows you're going to run it. If you're at, if it's first and goal at the two or three yard line. You got yeah. four downs to run yeah. it in there. Go, go jumbo and try to push some people in the end zone if that's if that's what you want to commit to doing right there. I didn't understand why you you get you took yourself you took a down away from yourself mm-hmm. and you lost five yards. That that's the that was kind of the biggest head scratcher to me. I thought they could have worked the middle of the field at the end of regulation and got themselves in the field goal range better. And I think Josh Heupel, Josh Heupel probably realizes that 
which is why he made the comment in his post-game press conference, that that's on me, we should have been closer, and, and, and that's on me. Um, but to, to answer your question, um, look, th- this team was fun to watch. Yep. Uh, this team's got some good parts coming back. There's some things to be excited about. You feel like this team is going to be able to score points. They're going to have – look, if you're looking for positives coming out tonight, Jalen Hyatt – was a positive tonight. He needed that touchdown. Okay, he caught a really nice yep. touchdown pass. Yep. Really good play. And here's the other thing too: when Hendon Hooker goes back and watches tape, he's going to see eleven was open a lot in the yep. middle of the field, and and they didn't he didn't get him the Which ball. Which is good because Javante Payton was a no show tonight. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's a positive for Tennessee for Jalen Height because Jalen Height needs something to get him going in this off season because it's a big off season for him. And I thought he played pretty well tonight. Was effective. Should have gotten more touches. He was locked in. He was. he was locked in. That was a really nice step for him. Hopefully, for Tennessee's sake, Jimmy Callaway can follow in those same footsteps. But to simply answer Eric's question, going seven and six after the off season that it had, yeah. it's a success. It's as simple as that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna add this, and we'll get out the door. Jimmy Holiday has returned a few kicks the last two or three games and shown a, 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 enough athleticism. Mm-hmm. If you ain't gonna play him at receiver. What does it hurt to not move him to the other side of the ball and get him a look at, at, at safety or whatever? He's a good enough. It seems like he's a good enough athlete. Why not at least give him a look? You know, I mean, like that's something I would look at in spring if he's still here. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to you got to look at making sure you got your can you get your best eleven athletes on the field. I'm with Ben though, Eric, to answer your question. I'm sure you're going to answer it going out the door too. Tonight's disappointing. Okay, yeah. I mean, Tennessee lost a game to. Purdue, who was undermanned, and you, you look like you're going to take That's control. That's the disappointing thing. About yeah, it. you look like you're going to take control and, and yeah. run away with that game, and you didn't. But when you step back and give the ten thousand foot viewpoint and, and look at it, all that this program's been through, Theo Jackson said it best. This program grew Perfect. the last ten and a half, eleven months. They've got to grow for the next year. Um, and, and that's got to start in January. But that's the biggest takeaway is how much this team, this locker room, this program grew from the moment Josh Heupel and his staff stepped on campus. Yep, that was going to be mine as well. What Theo Jackson said out the door, it's growth. Seeing where the scene was in January was falling apart. Seeing how much progress it made, and now there is a, there's, a, there's an identity of what the Tennessee football program is. And who is Theo Jackson? Who is Cedric Tillman a year from now? Because – the two kids that played this year were not who they were a year ago. Yeah, they were way better, and it just shows. Sometimes you just need that extra maturity, that extra growth, um, you know. And, and then honestly, when when you know, extra little bit of responsibility. So who who can be that next year? Maybe that is Jalen Hyatt, as no. as Brent talked about. Maybe they it's need somebody else. A lot else. of guys to take that same Cedric no, agreed. Jackson stuff. Agreed. They've got to have more depth. But like again, when we exited the end of last year, no one would have ever thought Cedric Tillman goes for a thousand yards and, and Theo Jackson has the year he has. I but thought the, Theo Jackson was done. Yeah, but the the best thing is for the locker room, there's two examples of guys that they know very well who have taken that step. So maybe it's easier for more than two guys to take the step this offseason because they have a great example mm-hmm. of how much you can grow uh, when you put the work in. And those two guys look Josh Heupel and his staff deserve a lot of credit for what they've done. Give those guys credit for the work that they put in because they put in the work to grow within this program when given the opportunity. For the final time in 2021, we will sign off here post game. Tennessee, a loser in the Music City Bowl, 45 to or 48 to 45 in overtime uh, to Purdue. 
For Austin Price, Ben McKee, and Brent Hubbs, I am Eric Kane here on BallQuest. Stay tuned for plenty more reaction from this game and plenty more throughout the weekend. Again, that's at BallQuest.com.